This radio show is a paid placement. It's time for Retirement 360 with Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. Your retirement coaches at Mercurio Wealth Advisors. Alan and Troy's team helps with the X's and O's of your financial plan, helping to make sure you have the winning playbook before the clock runs out on your working years. So let's drop the puck, break the huddle, and tip things off. This is Retirement 360 with Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. Hey there, how you doing? This is Retirement 360. I've got Troy Bolton from Mercurial Wealth Advisors. He's a financial advisor over there. We're going to talk about money, him and Alan, over the next hour. And look, you probably heard him on the radio before. If not, you've heard the commercials that run during the week. But how much do you actually know about Troy? So let's get to know Troy a little bit better. Tell me about your background. How did you get involved in financial services? How did you end up on this show today? Well, I walked into the radio studio and sat down and started talking to you. Now, um, really how I got involved in financial service industry really started back in high school. Um, come from a banking background. Uh, my mother was involved in banking for years. She was actually a teller manager of a branch and then got involved in the bank within our high school. Went to Shelby County High School. So with our high school, we actually had a vocational school attached to it. And I took a lot of my business courses through the vocational school at the high school. So we had a bank that would actually let kids work there, learn how the banking industry worked a little bit. We would loan people money, usually for lunch, so people would buy the good lunch, and then they would pay it back in a week or so. So that's really what got me involved in the financial industry. But when you take it a little bit deeper and start to look what got me interested in that, my father actually passed away when I was really young. I think I was three years old back in 86 when he passed away, and it was a sudden accident at work. And growing up, my mom never worked. So when he passed away, she was now kind of thrown into the workforce. She was raising two kids, trying to figure out how to do this on her own. My dad was the breadwinner. So she had to now figure out how to take care of two kids, work, get back in the work industry and figure all that out. So that kind of pushed me to want to focus on the financial planning side of it and really make sure that I can help people navigate those waters because when I think about my mom and how she was at that moment in her life, she just lost her husband and now she has to take care of two kids and work. That's a huge life-changing event right there. And luckily she met a gentleman that worked for a company called New York Life. And this gentleman actually helped her plan out what she was going to do with the life insurance money that she got from my father and how she could set it up for us kids to take care of us for the rest of our life. So with that planning that that gentleman helped her do, it actually helped me put myself through college and will help me down the road, put my kids through college. So that type of planning has really pushed me to want to focus on financial planning for individuals and help them accomplish those same goals in their life. Was it one guy? Like, do you remember his name and everything or was it sort of a team effort? Well, I it was actually one guy. On all the information, I've never been one to ask my mother a lot of information because I know it was a pretty devastating situation for her. But the older and older I got, I needed information on the stuff, the investments that she did or he did for her. So I would gather more information just over the years when I needed to buy a house or do stuff like that. So I've kind of put it all together. And then I started working at local bank here in town. It was U.S. Bank. Well, it's National Bank, but it's here locally. U.S. Bank back in 2005. So I worked there through college. That's where I really got involved in the investment side of it. Started doing investments in 2005, 2008, got really investment focused, which 2008, we all know what happened then. I was doing a lot of the planning and protecting of assets at that point. So that really introduced me to the annuity side of the business and how you can protect money from market volatility. Okay. So tell me how you ended up at Mercurio then. Well, funny story, it all comes kind of back to ground one. I've followed Alan over his whole career. He's actually my uncle, if you didn't know, if anybody out there didn't know. So I've always looked up to Alan as a parental figure. And that's why I make a lot of comments about his age, him being older than me and stuff like that, because I do look at him as that mentor. So I've followed him and what was it back in 2013? I got to the point where I got all my licenses. I was ready to go. Went and knocked on Alan's door. I was like, hey, I'm ready. He's like, no, you're not. <laughs> so 
I kind of forced him to bring me into the office. I was like, look, I'll start with nothing and we'll go from there. Really started at the bottom of the chain. And I said, I'll work my tail off to do exactly what whatever we need to do. But thing that really pushed me towards Alan was his approach to retirees. He looked at everybody that he took care of, kind of like he was looking at his parents. He wanted to make sure that they were successful, just like his parents. He wasn't in it for the money. He was in it for the clients and make sure he took care of them. So I felt the same way. And I wanted to focus on my clients to make sure I was taking care of them, just like I want to take care of my mother. So what would you be doing if you weren't in financial planning? Well, there was a time I wanted to be a UPS pilot. There you go. Yeah. I wanted to fly planes, but the older and older I get, the more and more I realize I couldn't do that. I couldn't be in that small cockpit flying a plane in the 30, 40,000 feet up. I'm in the place that I should be and I enjoy what I'm doing. But Well, you also don't have that personal connection with the pilot who swooped in and helped your mom out in her time of need, you know, and turned it all around. But um, do you remember your first client when you got started finally at Mercurio? Are they still with you? Do you remember who that is? She is still with me. Yeah, it's um, I do have a client. She was a nurse with Norton Healthcare. She was my first client. I don't know if she knows that, but she was my first client that when she came in, she was a couple of years out from retirement. And then we sat down, built her plan. Alan and I sat down, built the full plan out herself, um, showed her how much income she could create from what she's saved over her lifetime, how we could protect that and still grow the account as much as possible. And it's pretty cool because I've been able to see her evolve. A few years after we built a plan, she retired. She started taking the income that she needs. Um, she actually bought another house in Florida. So she has a place here, a place down there. So she's able to go back and forth a lot. She's keeping her place here basically because her grandchildren live here and very involved in sports. So she likes to come back here in the summer and watch him play all the sports. So yeah, it's pretty exciting to see clients evolve with you and to see them succeed. As a financial planner, let me ask you this. If you ask an auto mechanic, like, what's the one thing that I need to know? What's the one thing I need to do? He'll say, keep your oil changed. And there's other people like, uh, if you ask your accountant, what's the one thing I need to do? He'll say, keep all your receipts. For a financial planner, what's the one thing about financial planning that we need to know or do? I think my suggestion would be to know your information, know your numbers. And when I say that, it's really know how much you're spending. Keep that in the forefront. You don't need to know exactly how much you're spending per month, but I cannot stress to you how often I sit down with somebody and ask them what it takes to maintain their lifestyle. Cause that's the one thing we have to build a plan off of is how much money are you spending on a monthly basis? And people start listing out there like, well, my mortgage is this, my car payment. I'm like, no, 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 no. How much does it take you to maintain your lifestyle to continue the life that you want to live? Most of the time people tell me like 2000, 3000. And then once they go through our exercise and answer our worksheet, come to find out it's like five or 6,000 that they really need to do the, to have the retirement that they want to experience the lifestyle, the vacations, the trips that they want to take. So it's really knowing those numbers and staying within them. But another thing to look at, it is a long-term game. We do have to make sure the plan is built for long-term growth, that long-term projections, that we're not focused on these little hiccups in the market that we're experiencing right now, but we are focused on long-term. All right. So let me ask you this one then. How did you end up not just at Mercurio, but being the guy that does the radio show? Did y'all fight over that or they make you do it or you kind of wanted to do it, but you weren't so sure? How did you end up in that seat right there? It's just getting more involved with the marketing side of it. Um, when I came in, it was more focused on the planning aspect. I wanted to work with clients, wanted to do that. But the more and more I get involved with the business, I got to get more involved with the marketing. So it's pretty exciting to get on here. Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's a little stressful. But talking to you makes it pretty easy. I enjoy it. It's really just getting more involved with marketing, getting my name out there. I'd say the biggest downside I have, my last name's not Mercurio, but been with the company for a very long time. And we've built something very good here that is focused on our clients and taking care of their needs in retirement. By the way, this is Troy Bolton from Mercurial Wealth Advisors. If you have a question for him or the office, 502-273-1188. The website is louisvillesretirementcoach.com. So in addition to uh, hosting the radio show, you also are the host at some live events. Let's talk about those. What, what kind of events you guys have? Yeah, we do a a lot of dinner events up at Ruth Chris, where a couple nights a week, we'll have a speaker up there that'll have about a 45-minute presentation about 
what's going on in the market, how our planning really works and how we've been able to help so many people get to and through retirement. Basically a real kind of laid back atmosphere where not high pressure, you're there to hear information. And if you want to meet with us after that, you're more than welcome to sign up, but we really don't want to pressure anybody to do anything. We're focused on education. We're trying to educate our clients as much as possible and to get them the information they need to have a successful retirement. Let's talk about the different kinds of events. Y'all have different categories for these things? Yeah, we have the dinner seminars at Ruth Chris that we do. We're also starting in July, we're starting more retirement experiences. And we're doing a Van Gogh experience where Van Gogh, it's artists that everybody knows Van Gogh, but there's an exhibit here in town. Yeah, he did uh, Dogs Playing Poker, I think it was, wasn't it? Is he the one that did that? No, that's a a bad, (laughs) bad art joke. No, but what we're doing is we're doing more of an experience. So we're inviting some of our clients and also some prospective clients, people that just want to check us out. But it's not going to be so salesy. It's not going to be all about us. It's really getting to know us a little bit on a personal level, having you come in, meet here at the office, maybe a little cocktail setting, and then us going down to this experience and going through the art exhibit and just kind of getting to know each other on more of a personal level before you step into that like business atmosphere. So we're doing a lot of experiences like that over the next six to seven months, but we also have a lot of client events coming up. So the good thing about those client events, if you know somebody that already works with us, you can talk to them, give them that little nudge and say, Hey, that sounds like a cool event. Can I go with you? And you're more than welcome to come. So who does not need to attend your events? Cause if I say who needs to go, you're not, everybody doesn't need to go. I want to know who does not need to go to your events or get any kind of financial planning whatsoever? Yeah, I would say the people that don't need to go are really the people that hate to put it this way, but don't care about the retirement planning. They just kind of put it out there that they just let it do whatever it's going to do, go up, go down. They're not worried about running out of money. People that love paying too much in taxes. I mean, you're not worried about Uncle Sam being your biggest beneficiary and people that just enjoy the market roller coaster that's you, then yeah, you might not be one that needs to come to our events. But if you are the type of people that want to create a retirement plan and make sure that you don't run out of money, that you're not taking too much risk in retirement, then yeah, you need to give us a call, go to our website, come in for one of these events and learn a little bit more about us. For those of you out there that feel like you should come to one of our events, what I would say, or even come into the office before the events, give us a call before five o'clock today. And here's what we'll do. We'll give you our retirement 360 scorecard. And this scorecard will answer four main questions for you. Have you saved enough to experience retirement that you've always dreamed about? Will your income plan keep up with inflation? Huge topic right now. And with everything going on, we need to make sure that plan's staying up with inflation. How much risk are you taking? Are you riding the full roller coaster that's going on right now? Or are you a little bit protected with your investments? And will Uncle Sam be your biggest beneficiary to your life savings? So give us a call at 502-273-1188. John will answer phone, schedule a 45-minute discovery visit with one of our advisors to sit down and go over your individual situation. Again, give us a call at 502-273-1188 or go to LovellsRetirementCoach.com. All right, that's Troy Bolton from Mercurio Wealth Advisors. We'll be right back with more Retirement 360. When you crash your car, you get it fixed. When your computer crashes, you get a new one. But what will you do if you're saving for your 401k and the market crashes? Hey, it's Tony Vanetti for Mercurio Wealth Advisors. If you're in your 30s or 40s, you'll be just fine. But if you're in or near retirement, you could be in trouble. Lowell's retirement coaches Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton at Mercurio Wealth Advisors are here to help. They'll create a retirement 360-degree game plan to see if you're taking too much risk. Don't let the market control you and your retirement dreams. Call 502-383-5800 today to schedule your visit with Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. That's 383-5800. Crashes happen. Are you ready? Mercurio Wealth Advisors, 383-5800. Investment advisory services offered through Mercurio Wealth Advisors, LLC a registered investment advisor, insurance and annuities offered through Mercurio Insurance Services. Call now to schedule a visit and get started on your Retirement 360 game plan. 502-273-1188. That's 502-273-1188. 
Hey there, you're listening to Retirement 360. I have Alan Mercurio from Mercurio Wealth Advisors talking about money with you. And I want to slide into um, this topic about how retirement planning has changed just since you started. Can we talk about some of the changes? Because back when, uh, you know, we were all getting out of school and getting into the workforce, the internet wasn't that big of a deal. Everyone wasn't running around with cell phones in their left hand. Right. And just those two things have changed the financial world a ton. But oh, yeah. I haven't written any retirement plans in my life. How has that specifically changed over the last generation? Well, I think if you're looking at what our parents and grandparents went through when they started planning for retirement, it was a totally different world at the time. You just like you said, I mean, there was no Internet. There was uh, no cell phones to get information on your stock account or whatever. You had to call your broker or find out from your broker either maybe through a newsletter or something like that, or you had to wait for the newspaper to come out and see that stuff. So now we have that instantaneous information all the time. Most of us carry it on our wrist with a, you know, Apple watch of some kind or, or one of those watches that pick up that internet feed or it's on your phone that you're carrying with you. So I think the, the way we've approached that is, is we want to look at obviously the numbers. We have to make sure that everything's going to work for you in retirement and we watch all of that on a day-to-day basis. But we also build the portfolios so that you have segments of it that are protected to make sure that you're not going to have huge swings when the market you know goes up or down or whatever. So you're going to have some of it that's going to be what we call our protected money. Some of it's going to be more directly in stocks or in the investments. And then we usually have some kind of alternative investment. But you know, I think when our parents and especially grandparents planning their retirements, their main objective was to survive retirement. I mean, if you think about it back then, you know, they would retire at 65 and maybe gone by age 75. So their retirement time span was maybe 10, 12, 15 years or something like that. So they weren't really planning for long periods of time. They had usually had pensions, they had their social security. So they had some guaranteed income coming in. Nowadays, number one, we don't have that many pensions that are still out there. If they are out there, a lot of them are underfunded. So you have to be kind of careful about your choices there. But now we're also planning for not 10 or 15 years, but maybe 30 to 35, maybe even 40 years that you're going to have to have your money last or or spanned over that period of time. So many of the folks that we're helping get ready for retirement will spend as much time in retirement as they did working. So if you think about that dynamic alone, it's a much different plan to put together and you have to really focus on how to maintain some safety in in that plan. Because if you don't, then you could end up going back to work and where you didn't want to. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that longevity because my dad has had a couple heart attacks. His dad died of a heart attack when I was just a kid. And that was kind of uh, not a much of a surprise, even though he's sort of young, because back then you didn't have two heart attacks. If you had a heart attack, right. that was it. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, you, that was usually the big one. Yeah, you're right. And so well, I even know a guy who's had four heart attacks and a stroke. And I think if he has another one, he gets like a free sandwich at Subway or something. <laughs> he's got a punch card at the hospital. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that that's the, the so everything's changed a lot. I mean, medical technology has changed where they can detect now they call a heart attack, a, you know, if you have a, a, a skip of, of a beat or you have a irregular heartbeat, you could be classified as, as to having a heart attack. But like you said, back in the day, that was just, you know, one. And usually you were gone after that or considered very lucky if you didn't. So I think that's the main thing. When we started looking at planning for retirement now, we have to take into all those things into consideration. And that's where I feel like a lot of folks, especially you guys that are listening today, I mean, you may be thinking, hey, I've not started my retirement plan. What do I need to do? Well, there's a lot more that you have to do now than you had to do 15, 20 years ago. You have to really start to think about not only your investment strategy and changing that possibly, but then you have to start thinking about, okay, which of these accounts do I start to take money out of first? Because now we've got money that's been tax deferred and mixed in with money that maybe hasn't been tax deferred. So do I start taking one one or the other first, which is better for me from a tax perspective? If something happens to me, where's all this go? How's it going to be filtered down to my kids or grandkids? And so we look at really trying to find out what a person wants their 
retirement years to look like? What's that experience going to be for you? And that's, that's what we kind of focus on is that, you know, cause you have people that have totally different ideas about retirement. You know, some people want to spend time on the beach in Nags Head, North Carolina. That's it. They want to buy a beach house and that's their goal is to buy the beach house and be there. Other folks want to maybe have a smaller house, downgrade their house or downsize their house here locally and spend time in the backyard in the garden and have more time with the grandkids. So everybody's choice is different as far as what they expect in retirement. And we spend a lot of time focusing on that and trying to figure out, okay, how do we fund the North Carolina experience versus the backyard experience. It's totally different. So, you know, there are people that says, Hey, I'm going to ride my motorcycle across the country or some of them just want to ride around locally. So everything's going to be focused around that experience when you work with us. And and then we obviously do the back end work to make sure that your accounts are all set up properly as well. Well, let's talk about some of the new tools that have come up in the last generation or so of retirement planning. You know, the 401k, I think I'm older than the 401k system is. And then the Roth 401k or Roth IRA is uh, an even newer development that previous generations didn't have. Uh, is there any other tools like that that have sort of emerged as of late to help us deal with this? Well, you know, one of the tools that gets a lot of, I guess, praise and criticism is the annuity tool because the annuities are actually tools that have been around for years and years. I can't remember when they were first started, but you know, back in the day, again, when the, the parents and grandparents were around, most of their pensions were just an annuity that their company that they worked for transferred money to when they retired. So, so a lot of them might've got a, you know, check for MetLife or Prudential or something like that back years ago. And that was their pension plan. Now these annuities have kind of come full circle and there's, they're much more dynamic now and you can set part of your money up to do the same thing, only you're c- controlling it. Your company's not controlling that. So I think that's one of the tools that a lot of people, some people really like the idea of that. Some people just hate the idea of having a money in an annuity but, and you have to be careful about them because there are some annuities that are good out there. Some of them are bads, just like in stocks and bonds and mutual funds and all that stuff. Every tool category has its good guys and bad guys. So, but I think what we try to do is also look at alternative investments, things that are not going to be affected when the market drops. So if we have that protected account that may be some kind of a a CD or a fixed annuity or something like that, that's protected. And then we have your stock account that's out there, obviously riding the wave of the stock market up and down. We like to have that alternative bucket where you're you're placing some things like real estate investment trust or gas and oil leasing trust. We have one program that that invests in uh, music royalties and stuff like that that are that's completely non-correlated with the market. So if the market drops, this side of the bucket's not going to be affected by that. That's how we like to build the portfolio. So we have some control over that. We want to make sure that we're not going to all bet everything on red at the blackjack or at the roulette table. We want to make sure that we have some control over those different assets. And there's a lot of different tools out there that you you can use those annuities, the REITs. Uh, they've got equity link CDs now that we use. So a lot of this stuff works great to build out your retirement plan. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of hesitant about REITs. You don't think that's too risky for someone that's walking into retirement? No, I think you have to know the tool. You have to know that there are some risk in it. I mean, I've always explained a real estate investment trust as, you know, you're taking some of your money and you're buying the doorknobs on a building somewhere. You can't just go in there and take all the doorknobs off because that building's still got to operate. So there, there's going to be some liquidity issues there. So you got to make sure that you have liquidity somewhere else if you're going to invest some money into something like a real estate program. Uh, same thing with, you know, the gas and oil leasing or some of these other things. You just have to know that there's some going to be some limited liquidity there. And as long as you, it fits in your plan, then it may be a, an appropriate investment for you. But hey, here's the thing, James, all of these tools, the tools that you would use may not be appropriate for me or the tools that I would use may not be appropriate for the listener out there. We just have to make sure that the tools that we're building your plan with works for you and will help you get to the experience that we talked about before. And I guess that's really where I'd like to go with you guys that are listening this morning. What is your plan for retirement? 
I mean, forget about the money for a minute, forget about the income, the risk that goes along with the markets and all that. But if you could design your retirement plan, what would you do with it? How would you do that? How would your day unfold tomorrow if you were retired tomorrow? What would you do with that time? And that's what we try to focus on really is that experience, which you're wanting to build your retirement plan to look like and look for as you look into these next 10, 15, 20, 25 years. Now, if you've got that far, let our team design the plan to get you there. You can worry about all the details or you can leave that worry to somebody else. And the key is, is let's build a plan that you can live with that is appropriate for you, that the investments are right for you, that will get you the experience you want in retirement. For the last 35 years, Mercurial Wealth Advisors has been helping folks just like you do that very thing. So if that sounds of interest to you, I want you to give us a call at our number or go to our website. All right, that's Alan Mercurial from Mercurial Wealth Advisors. If you want to call him at the office, 502-273-1188, or the website is louisvillesretirementcoach.com. Stay put. We'll be right back with more Retirement 360. there. You're listening to Retirement 360. I have Alan Mercurio from Mercurio Wealth Advisors with you talking about money. If you've got a question for him for the show or for the office, it's the same phone number, 502-273-1188. The website is louisvillesretirementcoach.com, louisvillesretirementcoach.com. And that's so much easier to remember than a phone number these days, Alan. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I got to remember 10 digits. Right, right. <laughs> Which when we tried to make sure that when we put the website name together, it was something that was easy to remember. Louisville's retirement coach is pretty easy to remember. You just add the dot com on the end of it, and that takes you right there. Yeah, and there's no apostrophe in it. If anyone has a question about that, there's no. But there is an S, so Louisville's. All right, All right. so uh, we were talking about the challenges that are different with this generation of retirees than our parents and grandparents, and one of the big ones is that we're living longer. And the living longer doesn't sound like a problem uh, when you're just laying out your plans here, but it does make the financial planning a little more difficult. There's a bunch of big issues with that. You know, the the inflation, you know, the fact that you're going to live that long means your medical costs are going to exist where instead of dropping dead from your first heart attack in your 70s, you're going to have eight heart attacks into your 90s. Uh, Yeah, which could mean that you end up having a lot more health issues and health costs too. Exactly. So another thing that is having a, this is a good trend in retirement. People are doing gig work. You know, you don't want to go fully retired. You can't stay full time. You want to kind of pick up a little bit of money here and there. And so, you know, whether it's driving Uber or just picking up odd jobs through some other similar app or program, I think that's a cool option that a lot of people have now that our grandparents could have only dreamed of. Yeah, I, th- I think this has really come about probably more more since the pandemic started and and now has started to to wane a little bit. But you know, the gig economy. Let's first kind of explain that for you guys that are listening today. That it basically means that you're doing what James just said. You may be making money off of uh, you know an Uber app or some kind of a uh, you know freelance work that you're doing for somebody, or you're just you know, working as a, a 1099 employee or a subcontractor somewhere, and you're not really getting any benefits from it. That's nice because it gives you the freedom to kind of travel around and do what you want to do. And I think that's what a lot of people are using it for, especially since the pandemic. We've seen a huge amount of people that have just you know decided not to go back to work because they've found things that they can do at home or do from home or do from a remote location and still make you know, decent money off of it. I mean, heck, you look at the YouTubers out there that are just doing videos and creating content that people will sit around in their living rooms and watch at night, and they they get paid for the number of subscribers that they have on their on their YouTube channel. So there's money to be made out there. The challenge is is that most of these these are all self employed individuals now, and as a self employed individual, you have to be responsible for your own taxes first and foremost. But you also have to be responsible for the benefits that you're getting. So if you've always worked for a company that provided the benefits like your 401k, your health insurance, your disability insurance, life insurance, all the things that typically come along with a normal W-2 employment, 
as a somebody that's doing this on their own now, you're not going to have access to those. So you may find yourself struggling to, Hey, I gotta, I gotta figure out where my health insurance is coming from. So you go out and you buy a health insurance plan, which that's not cheap to buy an individual health insurance plan these days or for, for your family, you're going to pay some pretty high premiums to do that. But then on top of that, you're thinking, okay, well now I've got the health insurance. What about if I lose the ability to work, who's going to pay the bills there? So maybe you go out and get you a disability insurance policy. Again, something else that you should probably have or make sure that you have some protection for if you're struck down with a heart attack that we've talked about a couple of times on the show or or whatnot, uh, some kind of health issue for that knocks you out for six months, who's going to pay those bills? Well, a disability policy w- would typically do some of that. So you might have to pick up that. That's another expense that you're going to have as a self-employed person or a gig economy worker. But, you know, the one that's the most important that we would focus on here on this show is the retirement benefit. And that's always the last thing that people think about. They always think, oh, I got to take care of this immediate stuff, which is true. You got to take care of your immediate plan or your immediate future first. But you also got to start thinking about that long term future. And that's where, you know, you start thinking about, OK, how do I create a retirement plan if I'm going to continue to do this on my own as a single guy or gal out here that's providing content to people watching it on YouTube, how do I create a savings plan for myself? And those tools are available. You can do the solo 401ks. You can do the Roth IRAs or the regular IRAs. Those are all available that you can put money into. And I think that's the key part of this is that you've just got to make sure that as you start developing this strategy, as you accept this work style or work ethic that you have as far as you know, going into business on your own, all that other stuff needs to come around the backside of that. You need to provide yourself some benefits that uh, usually are handled by your employer. So here's an interesting stat about working in retirement. A 2020 survey says 59% of baby boomers who are still working expect to keep working in retirement. Look, I know they expect to, but that seems kind of a high number. Maybe some people can't work in retirement and they thought they could. Does that sound about right, though? Almost 60% of people are going to be working somewhat in retirement? I would say if I just examined our own client base, and I'm just thinking through this uh, as you're asking the question, I, I don't know that it's that high. I would think that probably closer to, for us anyway, these are just our clients. I would think maybe 30% of them continue to work in retirement. I agree. I think 59% is a little bit high. And I get, again, just talking about our clients, most of the clients that are working are working because they want to continue working. You know, that may be their only social connection with folks. They either they're have lost their spouse and they're on their own. And then that's a kind of a connection for them is that they can stay at work and they can continue putting in some hours um, and, and stay connected that's usually the main thing. A lot of people just want to have that sense of purpose that they, you know, that they are fulfilling for themselves, that they know that every day I'm going to work at the hospital and I'm helping people or, or, or I, every day I'm, you know, going to the grocery store and I'm working to keep the shelves filled or, or, you know, a lot of folks that, you know, you see the, the older folks working at Walmart or Lowe's or Home Depot and those types of companies they just want to have a sense of purpose of doing that and maybe just staying a little active. So I think everybody's different, but in our case, you know, again, most of our clients, they're either working towards that retirement date and and we start working with folks typically five to eight years prior to the time they get ready to retire, or they've already passed that retirement date and they've decided for one reason or another, Hey, I'm going to continue to work for a little bit longer or they go ahead and pull the trigger and retire. So, um, but yeah, I think that's a little bit high of number for, for us anyway. Well, how does that affect things like uh, the Social Security or Medicare benefits if you're continuing to work? Because, you know, it, it just sounds weird saying you're working in retirement because if you're working, are you really retired? Right. But, you know, that's what we're talking about is, is some of these retirement programs that come up and you're still working. How are they affected? Well, that's that is a good question. I mean, you have to make sure that as you uh, do start to work, especially if it's that high number, 59%, or you continue to work, uh, if you've taken benefits like your Social Security and Medicare and stuff like that, it can affect your benefits. So 
let's say that you at, at 62, you decided to go ahead and start, uh, take your social security benefit, but you continue to work and you're still making, you know, 40, 50, $60,000 a year working that can definitely affect your, your social security benefit because, uh, you're going to end up being penalized from age 62 to full retirement age. So if your full retirement age is 67, you're going to be, have some sort of a penalty on that social security benefit that you're getting. Plus it's going to make all of that social security benefit taxable or, or 85% of it probably will be taxable at that point, depending on how much money you're making on your, your side job. So usually if you're going to continue to work, uh, we would suggest you kind of hold off on taking those benefits because if you're still paying into, you know, for payroll taxes and things like that, you can have an opportunity for your social security benefit to continue to grow. If you've waited to age 65 or 67 to retire and, to, and you turned on social security at 65, I'm sorry, Medicare at 65, then the money that you're making could cause your premium to go up. A lot of people don't realize that because your premium for Medicare is based on how much income you're drawing into the house or you're pulling into the house. So it can affect that Medicare premium. Even if you take a large lump sum out, a lot of folks, when uh, they start talking about retirement, they want to, you know, pay the house off. So they come to us and say, hey, what if I took 150,000 out of our 401k to pay the house off? Should we do that? Well, you can, but you'd have to pay taxes on number one. But if you've already started these other benefits, it could affect those benefits. So that's what we really try to, keep in front of everybody is make sure you understand where things are going, how that's going to affect your, your current plan, your current benefits and all that. It may be, there's no choice around that. You may end up just having to, you know, pay a little bit of a penalty or something of that nature for a little bit of time, but you want to know how that's going to affect your plan. And that's when, when we start to build a plan, we take care of all those details or try to handle all those details or as many of those details as we can for our client families but the main thing we want you to focus on, and as I'm talking to you guys out there that's listening today, is as you start to plan your retirement, what do you want that to look like? What is that plan actually going to be for you? What kind of experiences do you want to experience in retirement? Are you more of the stay-at-home type person and you're trying to build a legacy for your kids or grandkids? Or are you the family that wants to travel and you know, live life and do whatever you want to do. And then whatever's left over goes to the kids and grandkids. Those are the types of discussions that we have building out your plan. If you've got to, to the point where you know what that experience is in your mind, or you think you know what that's going to look like, or you want it to look like, that's a big step in the retirement planning process. If you bring that into us, what we can do is we can help design a plan that's going to get you there or get you as far close to that as possible. So that's what we do at Mercurial Wealth Advisors. We build plans that are going to help you experience retirement the way you want to experience that. And if that, if that sounds good, give us a call here at the office. It's 502-273-1188 or louisretirementcoach.com. All right, that's Alan Mercurio from Mercurial Wealth Advisors. Again, the phone number 502-273-1188, the website louisretirementcoach.com. We'll be right back with more Retirement 360. Quick, who's your favorite sports team? Okay, now imagine they're playing in the most important game of the year, the season's on the line type of game. Now you realize they don't have a game plan. They're just going to wing it. How do you think that's going to go? Probably not very well. Are you doing the same thing when it comes to retirement? Are you hoping things will go well? Well, hey, this is Tony Finetti for Mercurial Wealth Advisors. Set yourself up for success by getting a retirement 360-degree game plan from Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. They'll help you think through your taxes, income, estate planning, and much, much more. When you're done, you'll have a customized retirement 360-degree game plan that you can be confident in. Schedule your visit now with Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. Mercurio Wealth Advisors, 502-383-5800. 502-383-5800. Investment advisory services offered through Mercurio Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through Mercurio Insurance Services. Do you know how inflation could affect your retirement savings? The Retirement 360 Roadmap could provide some answers. Call for a complimentary visit now, 502-273-1188. That's 502-273-1188. Welcome back. You're listening to Retirement 360. I have Alan Mercurio from Mercurio Wealth Advisors in studio. 
And we've been talking about money for the whole hour. But in this last segment, we're just going to go answer some questions. Some of these come from emails. Some of these come from the phone. Some of these come from in-person meetings in the office. Alan gets all kinds of financial questions each and every week. And we like to write some of these down or copy and paste the good emails. We call it the Retirement 360 mailbag, but it's just us answering a stack of printouts here. Again, the phone number, if you have a question, 502-273-1188. The website is louisvillesretirementcoach.com. You ready to get in the stack here, Alan? Sounds good. Yep. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, First question. I'm still quite a few years away from retirement, but I have no idea what my savings target should be. How much do I need to save so I can have a comfortable retirement? Yeah, that's everybody's question is, have I saved enough? Am I doing okay? If I retire now, is the money going to last? These are all kind of a form of that same question. What's the number? A few years ago, there was a financial company that used to run commercials with people carrying around a big, huge number on their shoulder. Some of them was six figures, some of them was seven figure numbers and people are carrying around on, on their shoulders. And I think that that particular commercial was kind of the reason people have this kind of question. But to be honest with you, it really depends on what you're trying to do. And I've talked about it today is, 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 you know, we focus on really helping you develop the plan that's going to help you experience retirement the way you want to experience it, whether it's being very active and traveling a lot or, you know, going to different places and, and planning on multiple trips a year and putting those in, in play costs money. So you might have to have more money set aside for something like that. Or if you're on the other side of the other end of the spectrum where you're saying, no, I just really want to make sure my house is paid off and that I can live day to day and I can spend time in the garden in the backyard and have the kids and grandkids over and cook out and stuff like that. If that's your experience, then it's going to be a lot less. So everybody's number is different. So when you come in, you'll sit down with one of the advisors and you'll talk to them about that type of planning, that type of goal setting. What do you want your retirement to look like? Now, just because we set it up one way doesn't mean that it can't change. I mean, things are going to change. And typically what we see is most folks are wanting to the first five to maybe seven years of retirement. They may want to be that go-go lifestyle where they're going all the time, they're doing all the time, and they're traveling and having all that stuff available to them. But then after a period of time, they start to slow down and we call it the slow-go lifestyle where maybe they are kind of shifting back to more of a home life and staying there and not spending as much. So having a good idea of, of what you want that retirement to look like will really come up with the ideal retirement number for you. The old rule of thumb is, is that you need to have a million dollars saved for retirement. I don't believe that that's true. I mean, we've helped people retire with a lot less money, but they've also had a, a more modest lifestyle. So it just really depends on what you're you're looking for in retirement. All right, next question from the mailbag. This is a short one, but I bet you get this a lot. It says, are rental properties a good source of income for my retirement? They absolutely are because you it's diversified from the market, so you don't have to worry about the stock market moving it up and down and everything, and you've got that constant income coming in from your real estate property. Now, here's the problem with it. Everything that you're going to hear about real estate being good, it's true that it's consistent income. You know, it comes in every month. If you can get the house paid off, you you have an asset there that you can sell or or monetize in other ways as well. But the challenge is, is that you have to have a certain temperament to be a landlord. And I've tried this myself to be a, a residential landlord. I'm just not good at it. I'm not good at, you know, being hardcore. And I, I've got a friend of mine that, that has a bunch of real estate properties and he used to say, I don't think he gets away with this anymore, but he used to say if they were late on his rent, that they would, he would go out and, and take the front door off of their house and say it needed to be repaired and leave them without a front door for a period of time. That was a story that he always said. I don't know if that's true or not. Wow. <laughs> but you, uh, you have to have a temperament for renting properties. And I also believe if you're going to use rental income as a income source in retirement, you probably need more than just one rental property probably going to need multiple rental properties to make sure you've got a diversified portfolio in that rental property too, because you might have one property that sets empty for two or three months that you're not getting any income from. So you have to have these other ones pick up that income source or have that income flowing into your household. So rental properties can certainly be a good source of income in retirement. I don't think they need to be 
the only source of income coming into retirement. Just like I don't think you need to put all your eggs in the stock market or in the insurance market or whatever. You have to make sure you have a diversified portfolio. All right, uh, back to the stack here. This one says, Alan, I think I have a pretty good handle on our financial plan for retirement, but I'm worried that I'm missing something. Do you have some sort of to-do list or a checklist to help me make sure I'm not forgetting anything? You know, that's actually a common question we've gotten before, and I I need to come up with a to-do list or a checklist that you can uh, download. I don't have it at this moment, but let me see if I can't put some things together. If you'd like to contact us at info at Mercurial Wealth Advisors dot com and just ask on there for retirement to do list or checklist, then we can come up with a list of uh of things that you definitely don't want to miss. But I guess the easiest way for you to do this is to go through this process. I mean, we talk about it. We haven't really talked about it so much on today's show, but we talk about it in the past where we do five different reports, which includes a scorecard, which is the you know, looking at your current plan and making sure that if you continue on the same path with your current plan, everything's going to work the way you want it to. Then we build in an income plan. We build in our retirement 360 game plan, which is the investments strategies. And we have a tax plan in there. Plus, we also have a legacy piece to that where you meet with the attorney and talk about your wills and trust. That is our our process. And the easiest way to really see what you're doing if you're on track is to go through that process, whether it's with us or somebody else, go through that process or a process that's defined. And uh, ours is a proprietary process. So nobody else uses the same thing that we do. But, but I think that if you go through some sort of process that way, it's going to help you understand, yeah, I've, hey, I didn't think about that. I didn't think about Medicare. And if I take Medicare at 65, how my income is going to affect that or whether I, if I'm going to continue working, whether I can carry on my health insurance with my employer or not. So those are things that you want to look at. But yeah, if you want to send me an email at info at mercurioadvisors.com and just write on this subject line checklist, then we'll get that in and I'll try to put together a checklist for you. Or if you'd like to come in and go through a defined process, we'll walk you through it. There's no obligation to go through it. And you can actually sit down with a qualified advisor that'll help you kind of map things out. And part of our process is really making sure you're on track. All right. We got time for another question here. Okay. This one says, if I'm retiring in the next five years or so, is it more important to max out contributions to my retirement accounts or should I focus more on building up my emergency fund? Well, I'm going to say if you haven't built up your emergency fund, that's again, a different definition for everybody. But if you haven't built up that emergency fund and you're retiring the next five years, you definitely need to have that emergency fund. Maybe it's time to not max out your your contributions. Maybe you pull your contributions back a little bit and put some money towards that emergency fund. But you should walk into retirement with probably three to six months of your living expenses in the bank that you can get to or that you can have access to pretty easily without having to cash in a bunch of stocks and stuff like that. So if you don't have that, that would be number one focus. So today, folks, you all listened to me talk or James and I talk about a lot of different topics. We've answered some questions here at the end. And if you think that this is a match for you or if you think that we could be a match for you or at least you just are wanting information, I want you to give us a call. Because uh, what we can do is we can put together that Retirement 360 game plan process for you. And it doesn't cost you anything to go through this. You're going to actually get a a retirement 360 scorecard, which is that report that will show you if you're on track and if you're going to be okay in retirement, if you just follow that plan, it'll show you that. So with that, you can feel comfortable that you've done what you need to, or it'll even point out things that you may still need to do. Uh, The 360 game plan process will build an income plan, show you how to create an income plan in retirement. Plus we'll create that investment strategy showing you how we would build out an investment strategy. We'll do a tax map plan for you to show you what your tax liability is going to be in retirement. And then we even offer to have you sit down with one of our local attorneys to go through your will and your trust, your powers of attorney, all those documents that you need to have. It's called the Retirement 360 Game Plan for a reason, folks, because we try to look at everything in that process of retiring. And we point all those things out to you and say, this is how you you should develop your plan. And a lot of people will become a client after going through that. Some people don't, but if you want to go through that process, give us a call at 273-1188. John's standing by. He'll schedule a, about a 45-minute discovery visit with us 
and we'll sit down with you and go through that process and it won't cost you one thin down. All right. Tell me about these events you guys do around town. Sure. We do the dinner seminars over at Ruth Chris Steakhouse. We have a couple coming up in May and June. Uh, they just have to go to our website and find out the dates on those. Occasionally, we'll do classes over at the University of Louisville that are retirement-based and, and tell you how they get ready for retirement. And then uh, we also do a lot of client experiences and, and now starting to do some experiences for folks that are getting ready to retire to, to kind of give them an idea of what to do in retirement or what they might want to do in retirement. So those are the things. All of those are on our website. If you'd like to go and check out what's available or coming up next. Uh, you can log in there and usually sign up for one or two of them. All right. The phone number is 502-273-1188. The website is louisvillesretirementcoach.com. I'm going to say the phone number again real slow because, Alan, 11% of the people listening to this show right now do not use the Internet. I always, I got to keep that wow. statistic in mind. Yeah, 502-273-1188. The website, louisvillesretirementcoach.com. All right, Alan, that's going to do it for our time today. Thank you very much for hanging out for an hour. Let's do this again next weekend. Thank you, sir. Yeah, no, no problem. Love to. All right. Thank you. This has been Retirement 360. By contacting us, we'll review aspects of your retirement portfolio to include suggestions on how to best utilize stocks, bonds, life insurance, annuities, and other financial products, or if changing management styles is appropriate for your specific needs and objectives. Donald Allen Mercurio and Troy Bolton are investment advisor representatives of Mercurio Wealth Advisors, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any client experiences discussed during the show are unique to that client. They are not meant to imply or suggest you will experience the same results. Mercurial Wealth Advisors is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any governmental agency and does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Insurance licensed in Kentucky and Indiana.